Hey, welcome to another edition of Late Night with Larry. We're coming to you live from the Hamas Mountains. I'm here with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're here on location. It's, uh, it's beautiful out here. Right now, it's pretty peaceful. You should be here. It is. It's peaceful. It's quiet. Fresh air. And uh, today on this podcast... We figured we're going to take it a little eastward by God East Texas way. And uh, we're going to talk about the Falk Monster, also known as uh, the legend of Boggy Creek. Yep, straight out of Falk, Arkansas. That's right, Falk, Arkansas. And we were talking off uh, mic. We're saying, you know, that's that's the area where the big thicket is, where they have all the... uh, Oh, the aggression. Aggress- aggressive sightings in Sasquatches in that area. So, you know, I, I do believe that that creature exists. So, anyway, we're going to get this started. But before we get it started, we want you to hit that subscribe button. And if you want to email us, you can do it at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. And those of you that have emailed us, we thank you for your emails. I have responded to you. Keep them coming. Yep, thank you. Keep them coming. We appreciate the feedback. So, anyway, I was telling my brother that we should do one on, on the Boggy Creek because that that's one of the movies that I saw as a child that got me interested in these types of creatures. Right. Now, growing up, going way back to the day, uh, I don't even know how old I was. We were pretty young. Our parents took us to see it in the theater. Scared the crap out of us, obviously. But uh, not only for us, but for a lot of people, that got it started. The It sparked an interest in Bigfoot, Sasquatch, or whatever you, whatever you choose to call it. Um, the Patterson-Gimlin film had already been filmed. But uh, because of the way things were back in the day, I don't think it was widespread like it is now. There was no internet. No, it, it definitely wasn't. It was just newspaper, word of mouth, or your occasional magazine that would post an article like that. But anyway, let's take it to the Falk Monster. So the legend of Boggy Creek is supposedly in the 70s, there was a lot of sightings around Falk, Arkansas of this creature. And if you go and you watch the movie called Legend of Boggy Creek, some of the people giving their eyewitness accounts in the movie are actual people that had the events happen to them. And I, I rewatched it last night. I was telling my brother to refresh my memory, and I can't believe how much I forgot. But, you know, the, the movie, first of all, was, was done by uh, Mr. Pierce, who was a producer, and he borrowed... I do believe they said $100,000 from a trucking company to make this movie. And he made the movie because he's from Arkansas, from that area. And he wanted to give exposure to the creature down there, the legend. Yes. And, uh, and to make a long story short, he did the film. And the film, which he borrowed 100000 to make, grossed. 25 million in the 70s so it was a successful film so yeah that that translates to man that's probably around 100 million today that that is so it was a blockbuster and that tells you people even in the 70s were interested in this type of yes legend creature you know back in the 70s a lot of it was word of mouth um an, an occasional occasional uh 
newspaper clipping, like you said, uh, maybe once in a while on the news. Right. Now, going back to the Boggy Creek movie. Now, it, it was, as I recall, it was movie slash documentary because they had uh, eyewitness accounts right. and then they had reenactments where they would show it. And the one that sticks out to me is when the guy's in the outhouse. Right. And, 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 and uh, the arm comes through. Well, he wasn't in the outhouse. He was in the trailer shitter. Okay, there you and, go. And the arm came through the window, yeah. and and he runs out. So that that is that did stick out to me too. Can you imagine you being on the on the throne and a hairy arm come through trying to grab you? Well, I would have no trouble pooping if that happened. Right now, if you recall, we did an episode called "The Big Thicket" where we talked about aggressive Sasquatches in that area. And after rewatching this film, that's why I'm saying I'm convinced that, you know, the squatches down there are aggressive. Because in this film, this creature, the Boggy Creek creature, was aggressive. Right. Throughout the docu-film, they talk about it killed dogs, farmers' pigs, uh, and even, like we said, it, it wasn't afraid to come up to the house and... Right. and and terrorize the residents. Now, we, we've discussed this before, and I'm, I'm, I'm still unsure what makes one so aggressive. And like we said, we don't know if it's their location or maybe the people have developed around their territory and they feel backed into a corner. Or maybe this is just a different breed that are aggressive. Now, on the Boggy Creek movie, they, they had uh, several sightings, several incidents. Now, do you think it's... Uh, a tribe of them or do you think it's like one rogue sasquatch that just lost all fear and was just aggressive I, that's hard to say i mean we're, we're talking about these sightings that happened in the 70s i i, I want to think it's one that that's a scout because the same creature uh, seem to like pop up throughout the area of Folk, Arkansas. Right, but we don't really, uh, we don't know enough about them, enough detail to say definitely it was just one of them doing all these uh, aggressive acts. Right, I mean, it, it, you, like you said, if, if it's a tribe of aggressive ones, then the whole tribe's going to be aggressive. Right. Not just the one. Right, and uh, I don't know, In the from the stories I heard about the Big Thicket, which is, I, I'm guessing everything's connected down there around Arkansas, and they could roam in that area. I think we have uh, tribes of aggressive ones, or maybe it's just the scouts. It, it could be, but what, what really got me is like uh, the farmer, one of the farmers gave a, a detail, and he said, you know, he said, whatever it was come around and killed my hog, he said, it was 200-pound hog, he said, and so I didn't want it stinking up the place. So he drug the hog away from his house, he said, deep, a little into the woods, and he left it there to rot, and he didn't want the smell around the house. He said, well, the next day he went to just check on the hog, he said, and it was gone. And his, his question was, what could pick up a 200-pound hog and walk away with it? Right, and it, and it wasn't uh, claim, reclaimed by nature or the, the scavengers because there would be some, uh, some clues of it left, right. but it, it looks like it was just taken. It, that's, what, that's what he questioned. That's why he said, what could pick up a 200-pound hog, hog and just walk away with it yes. without leaving any, any drag marks, any sign that 
you know, this is too heavy for me to carry or a predator trying to drag it. Right. Now, when this movie came out, like we said earlier, we went to see it in the theater. We were very young at the time. Oh, yeah. We were extremely young. Not even in our teen years. No, we were, I would say elementary age, right? Definitely. And uh, it, it, it did, uh, it piqued our interest. It scared us. But if I recall correctly, around the small town we live in, I don't know if it was related to the movie, but in the same time frame, there was supposedly a sighting of one going through our town in the, the trash Moss, cans. In the Mossman area. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I remember that. It was big news for the Gallup Independent, and it was uh, Bigfoot goes through Mossman. Yeah, right? now, is there any truth to it? I don't know. Is it somebody made up a story because they saw the movie? I do not know. We were too young to even really think about that sort of stuff right but but that movie piqued my interest in these creatures and and from then on i was always looking you know we didn't have the technology we had today so when the paper the sunday paper came out i would scan the whole week looking for on friday and saturdays uh any like uh stuff that came off stuff, the wire yeah stuff that came off the wire not only that for movies that we're going to be showing that we're like in search of and yeah and, and and it seems uh as we got older we got more tv channels they had some specials now i, I don't recall exactly where we saw the patterson gimlin film for the first time i know it was on tv i don't know if it was news or a special no i think it the first time we saw the patterson gimlin film was on uh leonard nimoy's in search of Okay. That's where they showed it. They did an episode on, on Bigfoot. We, we saw that, but we were very young and naive. I remember when I was young, I was thinking that there was only one Bigfoot, you know, and he was walking back and forth across the country. And, and that's what I thought, too. I, I thought, well, there's one Bigfoot, and he sure does get around. Yep. And then as we started getting older, uh, <clears throat> we, we started venturing out into the woods. Our, our parents, our, the whole family, we used to go on camping trips. And one time we heard something in the McGaff area, which is right outside Gallup. And uh, that was really our first taste of Sasquatch. That's right. And, and the, it was a loud scream, like, like you, if you watch The Legend of Boggy Creek, just like the people would say, you know, the creature leaves this eerie sound you just you hear it all the time right. out in the woods and but, and our father and our uncles they were all they were hunters so they grabbed their rifles they ventured into the forest for a while they screamed again they came out they said nope pack it up let's it go up. yeah i remember that day they're like nope we're gone let's go yeah then uh Growing up in the Gallup area, you hear st stories from the natives. Then I remember when I was in the military, I was away. And uh, while I was away, my, my father had a sighting. He saw one in an area we call Continental Divide. It's one of the highest spots uh, of I-40 that goes through New Mexico. Right. You could see the timber line. It, it connects there. And he said he saw one crossing the road. Plain as day, right? It was at night, but it was right in front of him. And uh, our dad was a... He was a tough guy. He... He was the kind of guy who, he he showed no emotion. He was tough. Yep. And that shook him up quite a bit. I was in the military, but I didn't uh, hear about it till later. But I, I think this all goes back to 
the boggy creek thing because that's where we got our start and that's where it kind of sparked our interest with that movie i think it may have sparked more fear than anything because i remember thinking back when we were young man i don't ever want to see one of those right i mean yeah when you're a young kid like that of course it's going to spark some fear but here's here's a, let's let's take it back to the boggy creek now when uh in during the docufilm, one of the young kids that's staying with the, the young married couple, they decide to go fishing. And uh, this young kid, he's intuitive. He's like, there's something around here. And uh, while they're fishing, he spots one of the tracks. And the tracks of this creature only had three toes. So, I mean, it was a Sasquatch-type creature, but it only had three toes. Now, this isn't the first time I've heard that. I've heard that several times, that some of these creatures have three toes. And they were thinking, during the docufilm, they had someone come down who was a Bigfoot expert. And they were going through the cornfield following the tracks and they said do you think it's a bigfoot he said well i don't know the ones up in the north they have all five toads that you could see imprinted and he said this one only has three so i really can't say what it was but here's the thing if they were in a clan and maybe some inbreeding was going on that's where you're going to get the three toads you're going to get some deformities right yeah you you will because uh I, I personally know of people with six toes or six fingers. Right. Yeah, but with today's medical, you know, they could correct it. But if you're a wild animal and there's inbreeding, you know, that's just the way you're going to be. That's right. And if, if you're born with six toes, six fingers, then we may really want to look at you because that's what the Nephilim had. Yes. Six toes, six fingers. So, but yeah, anyway... It, it was good to revisit this movie, and it sparked my interest all over again about the Texarkana area and the Bigfoots down there. And I invite you, you know, this it's not a modern movie. It's not, there's not a lot of effects. I mean, if you watch it now and you're used to today's movies, you're going to know, of course, for drama, that's a man in a suit. But they right. did their best to... Well, to, you knew it was a reenactment. Right, that's all it was. And, uh, but, you know, today with our computer-generated imagery, we do a better job. Right. But they did a good job. Now, now getting back to the area in Arkansas, Folk, Arkansas? Folk, yeah, Folk, Folk Arkansas. Yeah. Now, I believe it's still kind of a hot spot because a lot of the shows, whether it be Finding Bigfoot or whatever, they, they revisit the area because there's still sightings. Yep. To this day, there's still sightings. And uh, you go down there, it's kind of an eerie area when you get in the backwoods and the the swamps and stuff. Right. And you, you, you think, you know, this could definitely sustain some big creatures without even us knowing about them. It definitely could. I mean, even down in Louisiana and, and Mississippi, that area where they have the swamp monsters, these creatures could survive in the swamp. There's no doubt. I mean, they, they survive wherever they are. They adapt. Yes. But Just like the ones in Alaska, they make it through the winters. That's right. But my, my thing is, the, these creatures, they're in Falk, you know, they're, they're aggressive. And... Uh, when I was watching that, it took me, like I said, it took me back to our our uh, episode of, of uh, 
the big ticket because right. the, all the stories of those creatures are they're aggressive they're real aggressive so I think that that's one of the the bad things about broadcasting on location my brother's got ants crawling all over him yeah I, I had to get up and get them off <laughs> but that's but you know I, I've been thinking about the areas like the big thicket and Falk Arkansas where they supposedly have the aggressive ones you think maybe they have a smaller territory so the scouts are more aggressive just like uh maybe a soldier protecting his turf well i, I kind of think so because it's like anything like we've said as we build and we expand our cities and towns you know we we encroach on on, on wildlife and uh, they have nowhere else to go and you know that's why people say now you see wildlife in the cities more well that's Right, they they gotta go somewhere. Right now, in the big thicket, we hear stories of people going hiking and come up missing. You know, you hear about the clothes in the tree. Now that's people in their territory. Now in Boggy Creek, with that creature, he was actually coming into the residence, their their property. That's right. He he was not afraid to encroach onto your property, and like they said, you know. Uh, the man, his prized dogs, they were killed. One farmer, his hogs were killed. Uh, one woman had a close encounter with the frienter. She ran the kids back home. Uh, they they weren't afraid to come up to your doorstep. Even there was a uh, young girls that were home alone for the weekend, and you know they lived out in the country. And this creature was walking around the uh, the the. I want to say the porch. You know how they have the porches yeah. that go all the way around? Yeah. They heard the footsteps, and it just was walking on their porch. And right. they, 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 got, they got so scared that they loaded the, the hunting rifle. But, you know, once they got it all loaded, they're screaming and hollering. It, it kind of vanished. Yeah. Well, maybe it was intelligent enough to know that they were they uh, they could protect themselves. Getting ready to put a thirty out six shell yeah, into yeah. it. Now, see that that makes me think. What would make one act like that? Like the one in the movie? Um, maybe one of its clan was murdered. Maybe somebody a hunter got got it. Because you hear when that happens that they retaliate. Oh, and that's the thing. All these people, some of these people that had these encounters, they had no problem shooting at it. And uh, you'll hear one where the farmer says, you know, or the rancher or whatever. He says, yeah, I know I hit it because I hit it like in the shoulder area. I saw it limping away. It got into the thick of the forest and it disappeared. He said, but I know I hit it. So, you know, that, that tells me there may be more than one because if that one's wounded and they don't get the bullet out, that one's going to die from infection or whatnot. Right. But the the ones that were coming back and terrorizing the residents, they didn't say it was wounded. Right. Now, that's what I was thinking. Was it in retaliation for something? And that, that could be. That could be. Now, because uh, we both heard a story. It was like the turn of the century at, at a mining camp where they shot one. And that night they were on the ridge. They were bombarding their camp in with rocks. And That's right. Yep. They And they came in not just one. They came in, in, in a pack. Yeah. And all night they slapped on the building. They were throwing rocks. They, they were... 
they were trying to get at him. Yep. At one point, they said it, they were even under the cabin trying to get in. Yeah, and see, that's what makes me think that the Falk monster, something to that effect, that he would be so bold as to come into their property and up to their house. Now, you hear stories of, of uh, squatches coming up to the house, but they're more curious looking in windows and... Right. Uh, yeah, because they're not being threatened. I mean, they're they're just like, mm, what's in there? Right. And the one that was threatened, that's why they they were fighting back. Uh, yeah, I do believe so. So that's that's a good theory there, and it may be totally right because, like I said, these farmers they had no hesitation. You know, you're you're in Arkansas. They uh, they had no no problem shooting at them wanting to kill it. You know, they were like, we'll, we'll shoot first, ask questions later. Yep. You know, well, that Arkansas, maybe it was Bill and Hillary. Oh, that's possible. Uh, we better check that dress for a stain. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So that's what we wanted to talk about today. And uh, I hope you all go for yourself and watch the movie. I mean, we're not done yet, but I'm encouraging you to watch the movie. And uh, let us know what you think. I mean, was this something you watched as a child and maybe it piqued your interest and that's why you like the squatching and the paranormal? And yep. And that's, that's, to me, what started it for us. It was that first little nugget in our brain that got us thinking about it. Now, it, it took several uh, episodes or several eyewitness accounts to get us really motivated. And then when I had my little incident, that I dove headfirst into research and coming back out into the field and doing our own little research. I mean, we don't like, um, we're not going to just backpack into their territory and invite them to chew us up but uh we, we try to stay on the edges we we found locations where we know they travel along uh it, it, game trails that make sense too that they follow the game trails yeah that's that's where we're at and where we're at right now is by the game trail we're we're at the same spot we come to every time yes and, and this spot never ups, it never never disappoints never disappoints there's always something i mean we've already heard Something earlier, thumps or yeah, we we heard something and and uh, it was coming from uh, north. If we look, we head north, and I didn't know what it was. And it's it's not too far. It sounds like she's just on the ridge. Yep. So, but we're out here live, and we just wanted to do another podcast from live from the Hamus. Right, and what better place to do a Sasquatch podcast than? Hotspot Central here in New Mexico. That's right, but but we thought we'd talk about the legend of Boggy Creek while we're out here, and uh, we just it just it just popped into my mind because I I've been seeing advertisements for it, and you know they're trying to re- rejuvenate that old '70s film, and I'm like, you know, today's no better time because there's so many people that are so interested in this topic now, right. And, and and this was a, a very good example, the Boggy Creek one, you guys to look up if you have not seen it, because um, the events are not far-fetched. I've seen other movies about Bigfoot, and so I don't know, sometimes they're a little hard to swallow, just the events that happen and the communication between them, and you hear stories of the Bigfoot carrying them into safety. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I take those with a grain of salt. I really do. But like all the events that are portrayed in this film, this docu-film, The Legend of Boggy Creek, uh, I'm not getting any royalties. I trust you on that. But yeah, they were they were genuine. And like I said, during the filming of it, they said, who better to get to reenact it and give us the account than the people that actually had them. The actual eyewitnesses, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, it, it wasn't just an actor making something up. These are people giving you their account of what actually happened. Yeah. Now, why one went rogue or a clan went rogue, we don't know. If it happened today, I, I think uh, there would be a very different outcome for that clan. I, yeah, of course, yes. Today it would be different. And here's another thing. Uh, in that docufilm, they said that, you know, they got tired, the residents got tired of them killing the pigs and whatnot and the prize dogs. The residents got tired. So they reached out to hunters and they assembled this huge hunting party right well a man on horseback had his encounter and he talks about it and you know he he his horse bucked him off but he he got the the hell out of dodge let's put it that way and then they shift back to the hunters and they said we brought in the finest hunting dogs from around texas and uh you know they said these dogs won't disappoint they're they're prize hunting dogs and well when they tried to get them on the scent they said that they got the scent but th they said once they tried to get the dogs to follow it they just whimpered and whined and wouldn't go anymore and so they were all disappointed that these prize hunting dogs that have you know cornered so many other animals wouldn't even go into the forest once they caught the scent right they didn't want to have nothing to do with that right well, I, I kind of don't blame them. I mean, you get that kind of encounter and an aggressive squatch like that. I don't want to be out in the in their territory, you know, without. Right. They probably got his scent and like, this dude's nothing but piss and vinegar. That's I right. don't want nothing to do with that. I, I imagine that's what those dogs did. They said, I want nothing to do with this because uh, it doesn't smell right. Right. And something that they probably never smelled before. That's right. Anyway, we thank you for listening, and we hope that you do your own research on the Falk Monster, yep. the Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, the information's out there. Uh, now, you will find that they did some other movies, but the director from the original film said he wished that that would have been the only one, and that's it. Because, of course, Hollywood got involved in it, and they wanted to, to bilk it for another buck or two right but the original one was a genuine docufilm yeah and if there's a, a good documentary or film that you have seen about the subject let us know we'd love to see it yeah definitely let us know i mean we're all about squatching right and we, we're always looking for some new evidence some new documentary somebody else's experience we want to hear yeah and if you got any information about, you know, what kind of maybe creatures are down there, because from what I'm, the more I dig into it, I, I, I'm getting from different regions. They're different. They're built different. They're bigger. Some are slimmer. It's, it's like, 
It's like the human race. We're diverse. And it's like they're also diverse. Yes. That that each location in the country doesn't have the same type of squatch. Right. And I, I talked to my brother about the different locations, different tribes, the theories I've heard uh, from the way they're shaped to some actually wearing a little bit of clothing, maybe a loincloth. But we'll get into that in a different podcast. That's, that's right. That's right. That that was uh we talked about that today and i was like mm, that's that's interesting but you know if if they have human dna modern human dna then of course they're intelligent they're not dummies and uh whether you believe that or not you could take that up with dr malvin ketchum yep and uh argue that point with her but for us that's gonna do it thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode and like the song says don't stop believing that's right so be cool take care of each other and we'll see you next peace out peace